time for your weekly dose of nostalgia with the 80s and 90s Uncensored. I am Milo Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're talking about the Rainbow Warrior. Which I had no idea what you were talking about when you messaged this, when you suggested this topic. You know, I didn't really know about it either. I, I should have. It's actually kind of an interesting event. I got the idea for this when I was I was cooking Salisbury steak. You can cook Salisbury steak, by the way. You, you can have make your own frozen. Salisbury steak from scratch. Yeah, and I do. Okay. I often do. And we ought to, you ought to come over when you come back and we'll cook that shit. All right. But so I'm cooking Salisbury steak with my mushroom and onion gravy. And when I cook, I like to listen to my glam metal playlist because that's how I roll when I cook. Right. And then white lion had this song called little fighter rise again, little fighter. You know that song? No. Well, it's a, or I might just not remember, you know, recognize it. Yeah. Well, White Lion, you know, most glam metal are singing about like girls and girls drugs and, 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 yeah. and motorcycles. But White Lion was kind of different. They actually had a lot of socially conscious songs that that was their that was kind of their thing. So they were different from other glam bands in that way. And so I'm like, hey, what is the what is the little fighter that they're talking about? Like, what what's what what is this all about? And the song is about that Greenpeace boat, the the ship, the the uh rainbow, rainbow warrior Ryan. um and they made that song about this and i'm like why did they make a song about this so then i looked into it i'm like oh this is some stuff that happened like this is some stuff that happened right so i thought it'd be interesting because you i didn't really know anything about it and you didn't either so i i think it's cool that we learned something from this podcast right not just talking about stuff we already know but stuff we might not know about so i thought it'd be kind of fun if we actually looked into this so what did you learn? Yeah, this was quite fascinating, actually. So it was a great suggestion. I'll skip ahead to the to the headline, and then we can kind of backtrack a little bit to lead what led to it. So on July 10th, 1985, the Rainbow Warrior was a ship owned by Greenpeace. And the idea was they were using it to promote uh, the stop of nuclear testing, especially in, um, in Mararo Atoll. Yeah, Atoll in French Polynesia. Exactly. And so they were docked in New Zealand and a bomb went off, two actually, uh, that were planted on the exterior of the ship and sank it, killing one person on board the ship. Interesting already where this come from, but even more interesting was this was perpetrated by the French government. Yeah. That's yeah. some clandestine secret agent shiznit, dude. <laughs> yeah. So should we back up a little bit and say kind of what led to this? Yeah. So they, they bought the, the boat, the ship in the seventies. Right. And originally they, they, they kind of fixed it up and they used it. They were kind of like trying to harass whalers and stuff like that. That was its original purpose, and they did a lot of that kind of thing in the '70s. So it's the it's a bunch of Greenpeace volunteers, and they fixed up this kind of ratty '50s ship, and they harassed whalers, right? But then they 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 put sails on it, and they they started going to the Pacific because the nuclear powers, at least like the U.S. and especially France, because they own a bunch of islands in French Polynesia. We're, we're blowing, blowing stuff up. 
uh, like nuclear testing and they were blowing up atolls and, and poisoning fish and even people were kind of like these Polynesian Islanders were getting sick, all this nuclear stuff going on. So they, so they uh, started to, you know, point their attention toward, you know, harassing the, the French, especially for uh, nuclear testing over there at the uh, uh, French Polynesia, dude. Yeah, yeah. Marshall Islands and stuff, and uh, which I think is where the U.S. Uh, did a lot of its testing. But it's crazy. So one number I got, by, by around 1985, they had test done around 100 nuclear tests on the island and around the island and stuff. I mean, that's an insane number. Like they were dropping them on the island. They were putting them underwater, letting them go off, just doing uh, just like, what the F? Like <laughs> They were blowing. They even had balloons. So they're blowing up, up in the air. Just insane. They're doing all kinds of different. They're just, just yeah. An, an insane number of nuclear tests around this area. And so they basically Greenpeace, they had one guy do it once he sailed into like the exclusion zone or whatever to try to top them from testing. And the French sent their military in, got a hold of the guy's boat and, you know, hauled him off and stuff like that. And the plan was to kind of do beat something. the shit out of him too. And beat the crap out of him and his crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did. Like hardcore beat the crap out of him. He and another guy. Yeah. They beat the shit out of him and, and like made their boat go away. <laughs> yeah. Boat disappeared. Guy got the crap beat out of him. And so, the French government came up with Operation Satanic or Satanic. I'm saying it wrong there, which is quite the name for an operation, by the way, <laughs> and because they knew Greenpeace, which was being very vocal, was going to take the Rainbow Warrior and they were going to do the same thing. They were going to get in the way so that the French couldn't detonate nuclear bombs in these islands. And they knew it because they actually infiltra infiltrated the group with an agent. Which isn't very hard. One of the um, one of the guys who they were doing an interview with was like, "Well, it's like infiltrating the YMCA. It's not like we were like a super secret organization. We were very open. Like, it's not like you should be proud of infiltrating Greenpeace. You, you're a kid. You show up. I want to volunteer. They're like, I F and A. You're in Greenpeace now, right? Yeah, totally. Like, here's Green. This is our plan. Like, you know, hey, like plan. the idea is to let, let everybody, everybody know what know. they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Go for it. Uh, yeah, so the ship was docked and in, in port in New Zealand, and a French couple flies in under, I think, Dutch passports? Swiss. Uh, what was it? Swiss passports. With pass yeah, with passports. But like, it wasn't, they weren't French passports. They were Dutch or... They were Swiss passports. Oh, that's what you're saying. Swiss. The yeah. word you, oh, got it. <laughs> Sorry Swiss, to Swiss, like Swiss cheese, dude. Like Swiss. Switzerland. Like they're from Switzerland. They're not though. They're French, but they they're have French. fake passports and they're yes. Swiss passports. Get it? <laughs> I get it. Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> so yes, a French couple. They weren't actually. I don't think they were in a couple. They were no, for no. The they were like military. They were agents, like with yeah. military background and stuff. They're like secret agents. Yeah, well, they worked for the French Secret Service. And so they fly in, and then they had four sailors that came in on a boat. Into the harbor and same yeah, they thing. They were frogmen, like Navy SEALs, the equivalent of like Navy SEALs, frogmen. French version of it. And then I think they had two other agents that were already there as well that were like kind of backups, I believe. Yeah. And then one of them was a doctor and he was the only one traveling under his own name. Everybody else had fake names, fake passports, but they had one doctor. 
Jamie, do you remember back in the 80s and 90s when you had to keep your files on floppy disks? Dude, totally. And then losing the disks or having them break and everything is gone. Yeah, I'm glad we don't have to do that anymore. Thanks to cloud storage. Absolutely. With companies like Ganso.io, we can simply drag and drop files into our reliable and fast cloud storage. And with end-to-end -end encryption, we don't have to worry about someone getting access to that spreadsheet of best 80s hairbands we are creating. When it comes to collaboration like we need, we can access those files from a mobile device, tablet, or computer. Ganso.io offers a free plan with five gigs of storage to start. So users can try it out first. And they are currently offering special launch deals with heavily discounted storage plans. And if you're not satisfied, they offer a 14-day money-back guarantee for a full refund. 80s and 90s Uncensored listeners, give it a try for an affordable and reliable solution to solve your file sharing issues in a secure and easy-to-use method instead of digging through your desk for that disk or hard drive that might or might not still work. Visit Ganzo.io to find out more. So keep going. You're on a roll, bro. I did my research today, man. <laughs> yeah, did my I really research. let you go, bro. So the July 10th rolls around and the boat's in dock. And I did see one thing where the the they were saying like the reason why they chose to do it in port was under the assumption that they would not kill anyone somehow. And they're like, we didn't want to actually kill anybody. And it's like, well, if there's people on the effing boat, yeah, it's entirely possible they're going to die. And if you look at the video, because you can watch vid there is video footage of the boat when it was in dry dock after the explosion and then the hole is huge yeah. and then there's video of them going in and just shrapnel everywhere and it's trash so of course people are going to die but actually the first explosion goes off and nobody does die the boat of course starts sinking everybody's getting out onto deck and a guy by the name of fernando Pereira, who was a photographer the second goes off and i believe he was like at the top of the stairs on his way to the deck or out the deck or something like that. And it collapses underneath him and he's uh, pulled under and ends up drowning as the boat sinks. And so somebody did actually die. Mm -hmm. He was the photographer. Yep. They killed him. Uh, the investigation kicks off. And at first they were like, did you guys blow up your own boat? And they're like, no, we didn't <laughs> blow up our own boat. <laughs> no. It's like some fight club action. Totally. <laughs> like, why did you blow up your condo, dude? It wasn't me. It was really it wasn't. personality. Sure, if you say so. Uh, and what's funny is they talk about this in, in how like the agents weren't very good agents. They literally left like trails of clues everywhere that led yeah. back to them. The couple that had flew in, the French couple that were under Swiss passports, were caught pretty quickly. The they did speak to the guys on the boat. But at the time that they spoke with them, apparently they didn't have enough to actually hold them on or to prove that it was them. And so they were able to sail out of the harbor and get away before they were caught. And I think the other two guys got away as well. So the only two that were actually detained and charged with a crime were the two, the, the, the couple uh, that had flown in. Yeah. And, and they were charged and, and New Zealand was pissed, right? Rightfully so. It caused an international incident. They're like, whoa, you sent secret agents to our country and blew up a boat in our harbor. Like that's and and so they sentenced those that they sentenced that French couple, those French agents to 10 years in prison, which everybody thought wasn't enough, but it's still pretty steep, I guess. 10, 10 years in prison. But then the French 
were like, well, you need to give us our people back or we're going to have like trade problems and we're going to, we're going to pull the trade card and, and we're going to do this kind of trade stuff. And so they had to extradite them back to France because they didn't, it was kind of like, well, now they're threatening all this trade stuff. And so New Zealanders got even more pissed because not only did these people blow up a ship and kill a man in their harbor, but then France was like, hey, by the way, you need to give us our people back or we're not going to trade with you. I didn't know that the friends were shady, dude. <laughs> Some shady <laughs> stuff, man. What a bunch of dicks, France. Come on. Uh, yeah. And it's funny because at first, of course, France denies responsibility and then they're like, okay, yeah, you got us. But then just be like, okay, you got us now. Uh, give us our people back or, you know, we won't do trade with you and you'll be stuck because you're tiny ass little New Zealand and we're big old France. Yeah. It really is a bully move, isn't it? It totally is. Totally is. It's ridiculous. And so, yeah, that's it. Those two did, I think, three years in jail before they were sent back before all the negotiations came through. Everybody else didn't do any time uh, for what happened. The you know French president or anybody in the military didn't get charged or convicted of anything for planning this and making it happen. They eventually did give in. And I think the UN brokered a deal where the government gave 8 million, I don't know, was it francs equivalent to dollars, whatever it was to Greenpeace. I think it was equivalent to dollars. Yeah. I think it was $8 million. So $8 million to Greenpeace and then 13 million to the New Zealand government, which seems backwards to me because it was Greenpeace's boat that got blown up. (laughs) <laughs> and Greenpeace's person that died. And they, and I couldn't find anything that said, because the guy, the photographer, his family, his wife, and he had a daughter. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything that said that they got some of that money. I would assume they did, but it wasn't really cleared out clear of like, if they did. And if so, what amount would that have been? Yeah. I don't know if they got any, if they did, they don't really, they're not disclosing it. And it could be just kind of a secret thing that they keep in between themselves and Greenpeace or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm sure whatever it is, that girl just wants her dad back. So, so here's the deal. I, I, I think the, the, the French were kind of pretty, they're pretty dumb because this whole thing backfired because people didn't even know that much about Greenpeace but suddenly this put Greenpeace on the world stage. Um, and then everybody knew about Greenpeace. And then they f- felt bad because the French government's sending secret agents to this peaceful non-nuclear country to blow up their their little ship. It's not even like, it's just some little ship, right? It's barely a ship. I'd call it more of a boat. And the French are blowing this thing up with secret agents and people are like, what the heck is this? And it brought attention to the fact that the United States and and France are blowing stuff up over in the Pacific. So if anything, they're like just silencing the Greenpeace with this with with this, you know, boat blow up thing totally went the opposite direction because everybody kind of knew about Greenpeace, right? And then they're like, oh, let's think about the whales. Oh, let's think about not blowing stuff up over, you know, atolls in the Pacific and all this nuclear radiation and all this stuff, right? So, it completely is the opposite effect. And really, it's the, it, they started the United States and all, all the nuclear powers made this treaty. It's not legally binding. It's kind of like, but it, they, they said, okay, we're going to stop testing nuclear bombs and, and especially in the Pacific atolls and stuff. And they did, except France. 
who said, okay, we're going to do that too. But then later they turned back on it and they started testing again. Yeah. In the mid nineties. Yeah. So 10 years later in 95, guess, guess who has a new ship and it's even bigger, better ship because they got a lot more money because everybody's donating to Greenpeace now because they heard that some French assholes blew up their boat in New Zealand. So they started getting donations and then they had a even bigger, better ship. And the new Rainbow Warrior went, guess where? To, to the, the Pacific. Pacific, where the French were blowing stuff up. And I remember this. This is something I do remember. All of those Marine Special Forces, those French Special Forces from the, on the boats, they boarded the ship and they started like wrangling all the peace, Greenpeace people, right? And it was all caught on camera. It was all over the news. So they did it again. And it's like, they, they look like total dicks again because you got these kind of hippies and, and then all these French, you know, special forces dudes board this ship, scare the shit out of them and, and wrangle them up and all this stuff. And it looks really bad, right? Everybody's like, France, what's the matter with you? Are you crazy? Like you, you just keep doing stuff that makes you, what do you, you keep doing stuff makes yourself look so bad. So then the following year, they finally stopped testing nuclear weapons because just because they look so bad they look so bad yeah they're like okay we get it now we keep making bad decisions on this and making ourselves look like a bunch of assholes <laughs> they totally do so you know what yeah we'll sign sign on board the treaty the uh, comprehensive test ban treaty from 1996 and yeah you're right the un general assembly uh, passed this and most countries have signed on it but uh, there's no legal binding around it. Like, you know, if a country does knock off a few nuclear tests, there's nobody that's really going to stop them. Except Greenpeace, except that Rainbow <laughs> Warrior. Except for the Rainbow Warrior. That's right. She's still sailing. She's still sailing, guys. So, yeah, currently China, Egypt, Iran, Israel, and the United States have signed the treaty, but not ratified it. India, North Korea, and Pakistan have not signed it. And India, Pakistan, and North Korea have also performed nuclear testing since 1996. So even though the U.S. hasn't ratified it, we have uh, followed it and not. Well, the real question is, have the French followed it? I mean, according to this, yes, they have. But who knows if they will. But I think they will at this point. I think they've learned their lesson. Yeah. Well, yeah. I hope so, because... Man, they look so bad. But I, I you know, in that way, I, I gotta respect the Greenpeace people and this goofy little ships that they're on because they achieved their mission, really, if you think about it. And and they did so without weapons, and they did so with with their own lives and with their own safety. Um, so they they really were kind of fighting a war without fighting and they achieved results. Um, so I got to give it to Greenpeace and I got to give it to the Rainbow Warrior and the people involved with all this and that they helped make the world better. And some of them were hurt and one of them, at least one of them certainly died for this cause. So I think they're kind of badass. Yeah. It sucks that Fernando Pereira is dead, but his name's definitely going to live on as somebody who helped stop, who basically gave his own life in order to stop 
this testing, which was killing people. I mean, the people that live there were being harmed by this, uh, be it deformities and everything else that goes along with being exposed yeah. to nuclear radiation. Well, the, the, the rainbow warrior actually evacuated um, like a whole village of people from the Island. And it was really hard because it's like this little Island, but the Greenpeace, and you'd think that a government would come help them, especially the governments that are poisoning them with nuclear fallout would come help them, but they didn't. And this Greenpeace boat actually carried these Polynesians off their Island, you know, and that's, that's what the hell, man, what, what's up with that? It's totally <laughs> ridiculous. It really is like that. The governments are just like, yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Like, well, according to a lot of people, they didn't evacuate them because they thought the, the theory is that some of the governments were like, no, keep them there. See how, see, see their effects. Like nobody's going to miss them anyway. They're just a bunch of Polynesian Islanders. Right. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past these shady governments, man. These shady nuclear powers. Not at all. Not at all. I always thought like there's this kind of conception that the French are kind of dicks. This kind of look like <laughs> it's kind of sets this kind of makes up. them look like real dicks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't like to generalize about people, but this whole Greenpeace thing and the French makes them look like real dicks. It's true. I mean, other countries were doing it, the U.S. as well, but. The U.S. didn't send the Navy SEALs in to blow up a Greenpeace boat that was protesting. So there you go. Well, especially in a friendly country's harbor like that. See, that's that's even more ballsy. Right. And then give us our people back or we're going to have trade sanctions yeah. like, whoa, what a bunch of dicks. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, to think that they'd get away with it and be like, this will solve the problem. We'll sink a ship and suddenly we can. Blow up as many bombs as yeah, we want in the Pacific. No one will ever know. <laughs> no, one will, no one will ever get it. No, really look, and if you're going to be all clandestine secret agent, at least be good at it. I mean, they, the New Zealanders caught you like right after you did it. Yeah, that's And you had bad. all this fake passport baloney and all this bullshit. They caught you, man, right after you did it. <laughs> and they're like, they're like eh, look, these guys did it. That's a, that's a bomb. That's a crap. You need to get better at secret. You need to get some British or Americans in there to do it. Because you just, France not good at that shit. There you go, France. Outsource. <laughs> Outsource. Get some, go get the British, like, go get 007 MI6 action because you suck. You're just not good at it. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go, folks. The Rainbow Warrior, uh, uh, shit by Greenpeace. There is a great documentary on this called The Boat and the Bomb. Uh, which you can find on YouTube. Yeah, I'll also put it on our page, our podcast page. You can get it there too. There you go. So if you have any comments that you'd like to let us know about the Rainbow Warrior Greenpeace or us, you can reach us on Twitter at the 80s and 90s com. You can read us, reach us on the web at the 80s and 90s dot com. And with that, we will say we are out of here like French nuclear testing in the Pacific. No more. Hopefully. Hopefully, you never know with these guys, man. <laughs> <laughs>